0: Hello, and welcome back to the Space News Pod live show. Welcome, everyone. We're going to be talking about Tesla, some Elon Musk stuff, Japan, and how they want to send a rover to a Martian moon, and a lot of other stuff regarding space today. And I want to kick it off by saying... Uh, thank you to everyone who has been supporting the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in here. And also thank you so much for going to my normal podcast and listening over there. You can get replays of these live episodes. You can also get the quickie uh, short space, kind of uh, 10 minute quick hits of science and tech every single day. Thank you, Connor, for those five likes. Appreciate it, man. So, we gotta kind of just get into this Japan thing. Japan wants to send a rover to a Martian moon, um, Phobos, uh, Deimos. Taking a bunch of pictures of those things. Never landed anything on there. But Japan wants to send a rover, and they're still kind of figuring it out. Um, so they want to land a rover on one of those. It's not yet decided of what moon they're going to be landing on, but they're going to be launching a rover. JAXA, the Japanese space agency, will be launching a rover to one of these moons in 2024, if all goes well. And we know how that works. Sometimes it works great, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes politics get involved. So, 2024 is one of those days, or one of those dates, I should say, that it's possible that we could be launching something that will be on a moon of another planet. It'll be a rover. Uh, there will probably be video. Probably, actually, probably photos more so than video. It's easier to take photos than it does video because it doesn't take as much power. And being on another celestial body, like a moon with your rover, uh, it's nice to have something that's reliable. So photos have always been reliable, and you can kind of stitch them together to make a video in the long run anyway. But we've never explored on the surface of a moon of another planet. So this will be the first time. And Japan is very uh, forthcoming with their plans. They just say, okay, this is what we're gonna do, and then they do it. Like I said before, sometimes there's some politics going on, but usually with Japan, they just get stuff done. Um, Stony Brook University in New York, uh, Tim Glotch said, my guess is that they will go to Phobos unless there are some kind of spacecraft engineering reason not to, because it's a bigger target and has more gravity. So it'll be an easier target for them. It'll be much, uh, I guess, a simpler mission. I mean, none of this stuff is simple, but as far as as um, as far as missions do go to planets and moons, you want, a, you want a big target to launch towards. It's just easier to hit. The gravity is easier to, to deal with. And that seems to make more sense for these kind of missions. You know, I really like doing these live shows too. Because then we can take our time together and work stuff out. Because when I do the quick 10 minute episodes, I just kind of do what I got to do, you know, and I get the information out there and then that's it. It's all done. And that like, there's nothing else to it. It's only those 10 minutes, which is cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I I enjoy it, but uh, doing these kind of shows is. I think it's it's better to keep the conversation going. So, if you do have any questions or comments, feel free to chime in. I'm going to shut off the calls. I don't know why that's on by default, but for some reason it always is. Um, so, if we get to these other moons, right? What's going to happen? Thanks for those four likes. Appreciate it. Id one one zero nine five five eight six. That is a great name. Um, also, if we do get to these other moons, what's going to happen? Are we just going to take photos of the moons? Hey, Peter, how's it going? Or are we going to uh, what? What kind of science are we going to do? Right? Japan's going to be launching these probes, other rovers to uh, moons of Mars, and. What, what's gonna happen? You know, what, what's the best course of action? And they're trying to figure that out as they go, right? So the best course of action is, of course, we're gonna take photos. Of course, we're gonna document the, the journey, but are they gonna take samples of rocks? Are they going to be taking samples of the surface of this moon? And what are they gonna do with those samples? Are they gonna send a science laboratory? Even if it's a very, very basic science laboratory, will that be in these Japanese Phobos missions in the future? Thank you for that follow. Um, So it's possible that they could be sending a rover with some imaging uh, technology, of course, but also to figure out what these moons are made out of. Because having that information is going to be better for human exploration of the moon in the future. Now, that being said, what if they find, you know, what if they find that it's habitable to humans? I mean, of course, we're going to have spacesuits and whatever, but maybe there's going to be a radiation checker. They have to check radiation when they get there because they want to make sure that the radiation levels are sustainable for humanity. Because all these rover missions and all these missions with... Um, robots that go to other planets and other moons and things like that. It's for the future of humankind to set foot on those uh, on those bodies, on those worlds. So this is one of those things that if this comes back with some absolutely great information, Ali, thank you for that follow, then it will be awesome for the future of space travel. We will. I think we will. I think we'll inhabit other planets, um, other moons, other other worlds out there. It's just going to take time. And I think because we're moving towards a more uh, private sector than a big government that's telling people what to do, you know, telling NASA what to do and what to spend their money on, I think a company like SpaceX or Blue Origin, like Blue Origin, billions of dollars, right? Like Jeff Bezos could just be like, all right, I'm going to cash it all in. We're going billions of dollars into Blue Origin. We're making this happen. And he could just spend his billions of dollars to get us to someplace else. Elon Musk, he's, I mean, though he's rich, right? He's a rich man. He still has his problems. He's still running a company here. Um, so he has to make money. Right, Jeff Bezos could just be like, all right, I'm the richest man in the world, <laughs> you know, whatever. Here, take my money, let's make this thing work. And of course they're taking a very metered approach to this and they want to make sure that they do it properly over a certain amount of time, a certain period of time, because sometimes there are obstacles in the way and you can't just throw money at them. You need very intelligent people to solve these problems. And sometimes you just can't throw money at those people. You know, you have to give them a reason. I know a lot of people like that, that are, you know, they are worth a ton of money. But they only do things because they want to do them and because they're important to them. So as much money as Jeff Bezos has, it's possible that, you know, somebody else gets to it first. I think so. I think so, Connor. Um, the only thing that I'm worried about is is the radiation up there. You know, what's, what's going to happen with, because we don't really know, like we've taken photos from, you know, from, uh, satellites, things like that. But we, ha- we don't really know what's on the surface. It's like, we can look at the moon all we want. You go, Oh, that'd be a cool place to live. But w- when we finally get there, it's a whole different story. Hey, what's up Ashken? How you doing, man? Um, Yeah, so once we get up there, we'll figure it out. But I I think it'll be cool. You know, it might be... You know, these kind of... Like Phobos, everybody talks about the moons of these planets possibly having life. Because sometimes the moons, the gravity from the planet actually moves the core around in the moons. Moves around uh, the stuff in the moons. And sometimes there's water in these moons. Um, So if that's the case, the water's heated up to a certain temperature, that there's possible life in that water underground in the moons of these giant planets. We haven't found that on our moon yet. We know we have water on our moon. We have water ice, but we haven't found water inside of our moon that harbors life. So that's another thing this rover could do. They could, you know, uh, um, take tectonic measurements. You know, maybe a, a moon quake out there would happen. Is it happening because the planet's sloshing it around? It's possible. You know, is there other stuff, like I was saying, tectonics, plate tectonics happening? Oh, that's possible too. We don't really know until we get there, right? It's kind of like when we went to Pluto, when we just sent the. Uh, the mission to pluto we didn't really know what it looked like until we got really close we just saw a fuzzy blob before like all the photos were just fuzzy blobs and then all of a sudden pluto is an amazing amazing place that was just kind of rediscovered a little while ago so japan is going to send this rover there and hopefully hopefully we can uh What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now, speaking of travel, thank you, Rika. I appreciate it. Um, so Tesla and other automakers are, you know, there's autopilots now, self-driving cars. And these self-driving cars, they are going to shake up Other industries, I spoke about it a couple days ago. We had a pretty good uh, conversation. Thank you for the follow, Rika. A very good conversation about um, how self-driving vehicles will disrupt uh, the trucking industry, the delivery industry, things like that. Now, what's gonna happen to other industries like the airline industry when your car can drive itself? If your car can drive itself across the country, and it's automatic, it does everything for you. You don't have to worry about it. It pulls off to a station when it needs charging, when it's down to thirty percent or something. What do you? What can you do? What can you do on an airplane? You just sit there while somebody else taxes you to the next place. Say if you have a, you know, a one-hour flight, two-hour. Let's just say a two-hour flight. Right. two-hour flight is basically New York to, um, you know, like kind of kind of the south. Let's just say that. Kind of the south. Maybe Ohio or something like that. Somewhere around there. A couple hours flight. So you're, thank you, Chris, for those five likes. Um, your flight's five hours, or your flight's a couple hours. You get to the airport early, so you're like an hour and a half early. There's three and a half hours of your life gone. Um, and then you have to go through... TSA, when you get out, you have to go through all that stuff. You have to grab your bags. That's about another hour. So let's just say four and a half hours, four four and a half to five hours. Then you got to get a rental car when you get there. So that's another hour, let's just say. So five and a half hours to take a two-hour flight. And this is just kind of exaggerating. But, you know, it's happened to me. I was flying from New York to... San Francisco. I had a layover in Chicago. Um, When I got to Chicago, I had to go from my terminal on one side of the airport to the whole other side of the airport. I'm in flip-flops and shorts, and I'm carrying a giant bag, right? Because I had to move everything. I, I had to move all my stuff from that airline to the next one. So... My layover was like... Or I just had a, a switch, basically. My, my layover was like 20 minutes. I had to run from one side of the Chicago airport literally the whole length of the airport in like 20 minutes. So with driving cars, or with self-driving cars, self-driving vehicles... Yeah, Chris, exactly. Exactly. You could do whatever you want. It'll allow people to have mobility when they don't have mobility when you're drunk you just be like you know get on your phone have your car pull up jump in your car there will be no need for uber anymore not in the way that we see it right now not the way that we use it right now but the fact that you could call your own car to come pick you up that's amazing and then it'll drive you home it'll drop you off of your house pull into your garage shut off and you know Alarm you that you're home, and then you get out of your car, go to your bed, and go to sleep. That's cool. That's amazing. That's what self driving cars are all about. But it's going to shake up the air industry. Because who wants to spend five and a half hours battling to get to a place where they could just be in their car, relaxing, reading a book, listening to music, sleeping? taking a nap, talking to their friends. What if these cars are, you know, they're self-driving, of course. What if they're solar-powered? They're electric cars, they have solar power, renewable energy. Unlike planes, bunch of junk in the atmosphere all the time, bunch of horrible toxic chemicals. There will be so many cameras in them that will monitor for illegals and facial recognition. That's scary. That's better for the government to catch them, just take over their car and drive it to DHS. Oh, my God. What about the people that aren't illegal? What if they're not illegal and the facial recognition says they are and drives them to DHS? So there you go. You got got some weird situation going on where uh, where stuff's going wrong, killing the privacy, right? Yeah. And that's another thing. Like, is your car private? It's your vehicle. It's your, it's your property, right? So you own the car. So you own what is the car, but do you own what other people see inside the car? Like, are you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chris, the camera's all over the place. And you could see within the car, you know, maybe you could have a show, you know, maybe, maybe that's the next thing, you know, car cams or whatever. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a slippery slope, those kind of things. But I think it's going to shake up the air, the air industry, because would you rather spend five and a half hours literally battling to go to, you know, Christmas with your family or like on a summer vacation, you want your trips to be. Very comfortable. You want them to be very chill. So you recline your seat, lay back, take a quick nap. You wake up, you're 100 miles later. You know, you stop off, you get some food whenever you want. Airports are horrible. Airports are horrible. It's like the, the worst experience. If there was one thing that I could. Change in this world, it would, be. <laughs> it would be other than you know saving people's lives and things like that. There is one industry that could be better. It would be the airline industry. It is a horrible, horrible thing. I don't like to wait in line for forty-five minutes to go through a scanner, then have somebody say, "Okay, it's cool, go ahead." It happens every time. It sucks. It's it's annoying. So the auto industry, I think, is going to. Um, disrupt the airline industry pretty easily pretty easily and then there's no industry for that's the other thing it's going to disrupt it so much that there's not going to be the industry of an airport anymore it's kind of like what amazon did to malls there's not really malls anymore i mean there are malls but the fact that malls are dying is because of amazon somebody disrupted that industry the airport is basically a mall on your way to take a flight. There's not going to be a need for that anymore. They have to change something. The air, the air industry is going to be destroyed by this. They are a good tool, but I mean, going fast is one thing, but getting to your destination reliably and comfortably You know, if you want to go to your destination, it'll take about, you know, like I was saying before, my scenario was about five and a half hours. But to drive it, it's six and a half to seven hours. So would you rather take that extra hour in the car and just kind of relax and have a really good experience? Yeah, the other stuff, the plane itself is fast, but the other stuff in between is the slowest, most horrible experience I've had decent experiences. Like, I've had good experiences on planes, too. I've, I went to a small airport. High-speed rail? Yeah, I agree. Um, I, it's a shame that America doesn't have a high-speed rail from New York to, uh, you know, L.A. or something. From New York to California in general. Or even New York to Florida, there's so much, uh, so much litigation and so much red tape that people have to go through in order to get a railway to go across the country, high-speed rail, that it's, it's almost inevitable that something else will replace that technology. Elon will finish it, I hope so. He seems to be doing everything else. He's disrupted transportation. So a couple minutes past this point, uh, my dog started barking absolutely crazily. And one of my friends that I haven't seen in a very long time showed up in my house. So I had to cut this podcast short. So I hope you enjoyed what was a very short a live podcast. I'm going to be doing more of those every single day, and they're going to be longer. So if you want to join the conversation, head on over to spacenewspod.com. And there's a link to check out the live show anytime you want. So add it to your playlist. And you can interact, chat with me as we broadcast. I want to say thank you to Magellan TV. You can go to MagellanTV.com slash Space News Pod, and you can get two months for free. They have over 1500 amazing documentaries. There's absolutely stunning documentaries about space, black holes, the moon, the moon race. Everything about space is on MagellanTV.com. 4K high quality on any device, anywhere, anytime. Check it out magellantv.com/spacenewspod and get two months for free. And after that, you can sign up for as little as $4.99 per month. Watch it on any device. So, my friends, thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me on the Space News Pod. My name is Will Walden. I've been your host, and I will see you soon.